Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe, and we're the Feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And Fed is our acronym for Feed Empowerment Daily. And you're now listening to FedWork. Hey guys, welcome to FedWork. I'm Katrina Joe, And I'm Sarah. And we have a topic that came in from one of our listeners. So thank you to all of you who have listened to FedWork. If you're new here, welcome. Please stay a while. Get comfy. (laughs) (laughs) Get comfy. Yes. But this topic is pretty interesting. Sarah and I actually just spent a little bit of time talking and sorting through this topic because we both have different experiences on this topic, but it's also kind of a tough one. So not only is a topic about toxic friends in general and whether you do have them or you deal with them, but it's about forgiving. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes. Forgiving toxic friends. How do you forgive toxic friends? Whew. Girl. I mean, it's unfortunate that we even have to discuss a topic like this because it's unfortunate that toxic people exist, but Hey, you know, such is life. Yeah. You know, and I will say shout out to the people who know that they have been toxic at certain phases in their lives and have evolved and grown from it. But for the people that were around during that <laughs> toxic phase, you know, um, some of it may still sting. Yeah. You know, some of it may still be things that people are working through. I personally, interesting enough, when this topic, <laughs> when this topic came in, and I'm sure for those of you listening, hearing the topic, there may or may not have been, you know, a particular face that came to mind. And I, did have a toxic friend who is somewhat of an acquaintance to this day and for a long time it was extremely hard for me to even acknowledge or accept the fact that this was not a healthy friendship yeah and looking back you know I think we were friends for over a decade and throughout that time it was always, you know, I would, things would happen or people would tell me things. And I'm like, no, it's little sis. She's my little sister. No, it's fine. And oh, it's this, it's that. I was constantly justifying and making excuses for it. And I think for friends, it's a lot harder to accept, like, is this healthy? Is this a red flag? Right. Cause we're so used to identifying red flags and romantic relationships that it's harder to, at least for me, was harder to address them and recognize them in a friendship where in romantic relationships, it's like, oh my God, is he lying? Where was he? Did he text back? He's ghosting me. He's cheating. Instantly though, right? Like you instantly go red flag, red flag in a romantic relationship. Yes. Or like his communication is off, whatever it is, you're constantly looking out red flag, green flag. Mm -hmm. And it actually got to a point when I went through some pretty crazy shit. So (laughs) for those of you in our age group who have seen some of the classic teenage movies that we had around back in the day. Classic movie. 
classic, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh. era. Okay. Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually went through a scenario that was exactly like the She's All That movie that involved this best friend, quote unquote, toxic friend at the time. Yeah. And I ended up dating a guy that she made a bet with with other people about if I were going if I was going to get involved and 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 this friend of mine that was next to me the entire time at my house holidays all of the above I am gonna say real quick it wasn't me (laughs) no (laughs) not we would not have this show (laughs) if it was um but basically watch the whole thing play out And, you know, there were just a lot of other scenarios too, where like, you know, sometimes I just have to take a breather for that. Just, (laughs) just reliving that and digesting that again, that like, damn, I really was the girl and she's all that like crazy. But to be fair, it wasn't because you were ugly and needed a makeover. Sure. Like at least it was, at least it was like, she probably won't want to date you not you're ugly or you're a terrible person or you're the the gringy artist in the basement of your dad's pool house like right right I mean at the end of the day she was never ugly what what was her name Rochelle Rachel Lee Cook right yeah Lee Cook yes um she was always beautiful they just uglied her up a little bit in their own way in the movie she was like the nerd or whatever Right, right 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 yeah but I mean it was basically like will Katrina date you and the bet was like, I think she'll date me or I don't think she'll date you kind of thing. Was there a financial transaction that occurred in this bet or was it just for like bragging rights? That is a great point. I don't think I ever got to that question because I was so shocked that I was oh, like, fair. what the fuck? Fair. Um, yeah. Saying, I hope she didn't make like a financial gain from you as well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but if she if she did, more power to her. So I mean, she needs it more than that. Me. Was just one of the things, you know. And there there were a lot of other things, you know, where if you are in a toxic friendship, you can relate to where things start feeling one sided, or you know, you don't really know if you can trust the person. And um, <laughs> I was gonna, things end up missing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> But, you know, just a lot of different things happen that make you kind of second guess. And it makes you second guess yourself as, yeah. a, as well, because you're like, what is happening? And you also- or what did I allow? Yeah, what are you allowing? But also you're not always like aware or accepting of it because you're kind of like, oh no, this person wouldn't do it to me. It's my best friend. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like when the, you're when you're dating someone and you're like, no, he's my boyfriend. He wouldn't do that to me. He loves me. Yes. Meanwhile, he literally is sitting behind you kissing some girl and you don't even notice because you're so busy swooning over the guy who's amazing and he's behind you kissing someone else. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't see it. You're blinded to it because you trust the friendship. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of that going on. And I, and I guess I can say, you know, in, in regards to the topic of forgiveness throughout, you know, the decade and some years, I was able to forgive, you know, time after time, after time, after time with the situations that were happen- happening over the span of our friendship, 
Now, mm-hmm. once the pandemic hit, I think that shifted a lot of things within all of us. Right. Priorities, how we view relationships, how we spend our time and energy. And during this time, I did not hear from this toxic friend. And mind you, prior to the pandemic, as you know, this was like my sister, like best friends, holidays, everything. Mm -hmm. So once the pandemic hit and I didn't hear, which, you know, at that time we're all scared, we're dealing with shit, you know, we're in quarantine. You don't really realize it until things start opening up again. And then you're like, wait, I haven't heard from so-and-so. Yeah. So once that started happening, I started to reevaluate the friendship. And I, I think for a lot of us, we kind of got to a new phase in ourselves and our self-awareness and, and all of that, that I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is not for me anymore. Right. And you were finally ready to like, I was finally ready to put up that boundary right? and accept the friendship for what it is or was and be okay with that. So I say all, all of that to say that in some ways, my, 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 my side of this is going to be a little different. In some ways I have forgiven, mm-hmm. you know, the person because, um, you know, the, what, what keeps coming to me in my head is, is the Bible verse. That's like, you know, forgive those for they do not know what they have done. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel as if there is some, some sort of like lack of self-awareness on the other person's end, because nothing was ever said nothing has ever been addressed. Like there has never been an apology for any of the things, you know, over over the years. And so I had to find that forgiveness on my own. I didn't necessarily get closure. Like we never sat down and had a talk, but, um, I've had, you know, I've had to do that on my own and and life goes on. And, you know, I think it it helps once you have strong boundaries for yourself. And now I think we always, what? And distance. Yes, and distance. Um, But even when we lived in the same city, you know, like I think we talk a lot about boundaries in a relationship mm-hmm. with a significant other, right. but it's hard to implement boundaries with girlfriends, especially girlfriends that may still be around to some degree because they're in your friend group. We'll be right back with more Fed work after a word from our sponsors. Cartier Rolex Gucci Prada. Jordan Adidas Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real. Or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches, inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers, checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags, examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should. And that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. What does it mean to be black and unlimited? It means being exactly who you are. 
to be unlimited in your potential, to be unlimited in your creativity, to be unlimited in your imagination, and to be unlimited in your vision. Throughout the year, join Walmart in amplifying the voices of Black brands and creators, giving them a stage to spotlight their unlimited brilliance. That's Black and Unlimited. Visit walmart.com slash Black and Unlimited to learn more. Yo, if you thought the McCrispy was bussing, all up. Bacon and Ranch have entered the chat. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's limited time only. Exactly. And that's kind of, you know, that same scenario. Not okay, hold on. Not the same scenario, but the same comment about like still being in the friend group. Um, I've kind of had two scenarios play out like this. I had one in college and one um recently, we'll call it my adult life. Um, and in my college situation, um, and we talked about this before, but like and especially, I guess, kind of pivoting back to your situation for a moment, like there wasn't one massive thing that brought it to a head. It was like little things over time, little build on building blocks. That it was almost like building a snowman. You know, you started with a small thing and all of a sudden it rolled up and all of a sudden you have frosty, right? Like that took time and a lot of things to happen for you to recognize what happened. In college, the situation that happened to me was a massive thing that was like an awakening to our entire friend circle that was like if she could do this to the girl that she's her best friend with what's to stop her from doing it to any of us and as a group we all left the situation um now at the time my reactivity to this situation might have been a little toxic as well um I wasn't necessarily the most mature in the way I handled the news of what she did. Um, I was the bigger person and still let her go on a trip that we had all planned. And I got a little bit spring break drunk and forgot that we weren't friends and like had her dance with me on the dance floor and all this stuff. And I think she came home thinking, oh, she forgave me. And then she realized she was exiled. Um, so it was a little bit toxic on my part in the way that I handled it. But as like I said, as a group, it made it very easy to like, just not even have her as a situation anymore, because all of us collectively just recognize that this person is toxic. And if she did this to not only me, but her three best friends from home all over the course of one summer, the likelihood that anyone in this relationship was safe from this person was non-existent. So that one was very easy to separate. And we didn't have to see her anymore in the friend circle because the whole circle left her. Um, the situation that happened in my adult life was a little bit more different. I didn't recognize the toxicity of the person. Um, I tried kind of like what you said, although we didn't have 10 years, we had like maybe a year of friendship. Um, but I didn't recognize that things were necessarily toxic, um, because they didn't pertain to me. So I was looking at how she was to me, not how she was to everyone. And to me, I wasn't, ha I wasn't on the receiving end of any of her toxicity. So I didn't notice it. Once other people did, and it came to a head with them, and I maintained the friendship because I still had some like outstanding things going with her, as well as I really thought that there was something good in her. And I, I just thought maybe, you know, the other people were not 
seeing that and they were focused on like one thing, you know? And so I was the friend that kind of kept her around for a little bit longer than I probably should have. And then when I recognized that, no, this in fact is toxic and what she was doing, I didn't recognize how much it was eternally affecting me hearing all of the drama from her side until we stopped speaking. And it kind of casually just happened. She was like, since I'm not talking to the other girls in the group, I think we should take, you know, some time. I just need to like kind of heal from it, whatever. I respected it. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, the late, the weight has lifted off my shoulders. I don't have her drama in my life anymore. I didn't recognize the toxicity that I was internalizing from her until I was done with her. And we're great now, like as friends, we don't even need her. She's not even a, a topic, but it was very interesting because I didn't necessarily have anything I needed to forgive her for because she never did anything to me. Um, I think it's more of a feel sorry for her moving forward because is she ever going to actually recognize her traits that need to be fixed? Kind of like you said, like, do they recognize it? Is it something they're even aware of? That's kind of like, you know, and I, I don't know if maybe we're both coming to that conclusion because we are adults. And my previous story was from when I was, you know, 20 years old and it's, a, you know, 21 years old. Um, and you've lived a lot more life now and have a different perspective on people. And you want to believe that they can be good. Right. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, what it's like when the toxicity is actually like plucked and removed the way that it feels, you recognize like, wow, I didn't need to put myself through this for this long. Mm -hmm. Had I recognized it sooner, I would have, you know, maybe not had to go through all that. So those are, I, I have been very lucky. I don't think I've had a lot of toxic people in my life that I kept close. Right. I'm sure there's a million that I had as acquaintances, but that I kept or as, or as men you've dated. <laughs> we're not talking about friends about men we're talking about friends I know I had to I had to take a shot I had to you, you I feel you like I'm a magnet for toxic men laid that one up I had to say it I totally did like oh my god I don't really have that many toxic people in my life no that I'm saying <laughs> friends I have plenty of toxic toxic <laughs> people but friends yeah yeah I mean I will say I think we both have been blessed in that way like yeah. I like yeah, you, know, I, came up, you had one person that you thought of. Yeah, literally, literally one person. And, um, you know, I, I am, I guess in a way grateful for that. And I think that can oh, play sure. into, that could also play into why it, it probably was so hard to identify mm -hmm. a friend being toxic because it's not something that I've really dealt with. Right. Um, Luckily, so can you imagine if it's like, oh, that's funny. You're my fifth friend that's done this. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. And, you know, forgiving someone that you've been friends with for so long, or even just for a year or, you know, whatever can be difficult. But I mean, there's also a part of me that's like, you know, I think I thought the first word that I wanted to say was resentful, but I think for me, it's, it's more so disappointed and also a little shocked of like, we were friends for so long. Like, damn, there was never like a, Hey KJ, can we, can we talk for a second? Like, yeah. Are you good? Like, is everything okay? And so I think that can also be difficult to sit with and accept in, you know, in the ending phase of a toxic friendship, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, with someone being your friend for so long, you still look at them in a certain light. Yeah. 
you still are you are remembering the good times and the talks you had and all of that stuff but a lot of the time I think um it all just comes down to boundaries I think in order to forgive a toxic friend you have to set the boundaries for yourself of how much you're willing to either pour into it give energy to that person and whatnot and just really I mean it's very much similar to a breakup like if if it gets to the point where it's difficult for you to forgive the person write things down Mm -hmm. remember you know the toxic things that you have dealt with in the friendship and find ways within yourself to forgive that person because nine times out of 10, if they are really toxic, you're not going to get the closure you need from them, unfortunately. No, just stay toxic, my friends. <laughs> like, that's we wish you well, stay toxic over there. Stay toxic, like no, no space for that here. Yeah, no toxic zone. Yeah, not at all. And I think this is a really good it was a very good topic that, that our listener presented because it's something that, that I think the, the key word, like we said, was the forgiving part. And like, that is the most difficult part at the end of the day. And like, genuinely, I don't know if I'll ever truly forgive the girl from college. I've obviously like, it doesn't affect my day-to-day life now. But there's a, there's a sting there. There's There's a sting. sting. There's a sting that like, I don't think she was ever even sorry about it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's the part similar. Yes. Like, how do you forgive someone for something that they, like, they didn't even think the action was really that bad. Like they literally are so toxic that they believe their actions are fine. Like, yeah, it goes back to what I was saying about like the lack of self-awareness where it's like, it's, it's, it was difficult to forgive someone who was not even aware of what they did, or like you said, to, to your point, who literally doesn't think they did anything wrong. Right. Like at all. And it's like, it, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard. And that, you know, that comes with, you know, the toxic part of it. Yeah. Especially because when you're someone, and I think you and I are very similar in this way, where like, we think things through that we've done. We think about it. We sit on it. We like, you want to make sure that you've done something and if it was wrong, you apologize. Like you're very self-aware of the actions that you take. Yo, you know what? I'm really sorry for what I said three weeks ago. I haven't forgotten it and I can't get over it. I'm so sorry. Like I think of things like that. I don't understand a brain that doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to wrap my head around a, a true, like a, true level of forgiveness when I don't know if they even know, you know, like I said, if it was, if it's even morally wrong for them, like, yeah, you know, and and ties into like consideration. Yeah. You know, like there's not even a consideration of like, how did Sarah feel? How is she feeling now with the aftermath of it? You know? Yeah. Cause that changed the trajectory of my entire life potentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a very monumental thing to do. Thank God it happened because like, I'm very happy with my life now, but you know, everyone's actions have a, a consequence to someone else. And like, if you don't recognize that you're toxic, the mass destruction that you're capable of throughout your life is large. It's a yeah. train, you are a, you are a train wreck. <laughs> toxic train wreck. <laughs> like, you are a train wreck. 
hopping on the toxic train. Yeah. But you mentioned when we were chatting earlier, you mentioned uh, a book. Oh yeah. Um, in regards to forgiving. So, um, I'm currently listening to the audio book, um, by Jay Shetty, eight rules of love. And when I first started it, it comes with this quiz that it helps you find your fight style, basically on like, how do you fight? AKA, how do you deal with conflict? I don't know all of these styles. I haven't, um, done a deep dive into it yet but I do know that there is a fight style called the venter the hider the exploder and I don't know what the other ones are and it basically tells you how you deal with conflict you know I identify as a venter which we've talked about in numerous episodes <laughs> I'm an over communicator I like to express my point I like to find the solution fast um you know all of the above but it also says you know like you said, to your point, we also like to take the time to sit with our thoughts, um, work, you know, kind of think everything out at first, because, because I am a venter, I know that can be overwhelming right off the bat. Right. With a hider, that's someone who like hides from conflict. They keep everything in, things build up. They don't have the best communication skills. An exploder is someone who, you know, will just go off emotion, explode, anger, all of the above. No thinking. So, um, I'm not sure what the other fight styles are, but it did make me think of like, you know, this, this could also work not only, you know, not only in romantic relationships, but it could also work with dealing with forgiving, you know, a toxic friend. If you are a venter, use those qualities to one, either help you while you're still in the friendship to vent and deal with the problems and address them as they come up. If you're a fighter. Yes. If you're a hider, you can identify that and say, okay, I don't need to be passive about this and let this person continue to be toxic. I need to, you know, find the tools and the strength to speak up because this, this friendship is not serving me. Yeah. And, you know, if you're an exploder, you might be adding to the toxicity. So, <laughs> you know, how she do Sarah we... when she was 21? Right. So how, how do we find that medium to where I can address this, you know, toxic friend or whatnot. So I thought it was really interesting. And maybe that's something that we can dive into in, in the next episode, you know, the eight rules of love. Yeah, I'm gonna um, read it. I'm only on rule three, I believe. So would love to regroup on that. But yeah, I definitely think that those tools can help, you know, just just in in forgiving in friendships yeah. as well. Yeah, no, that totally applies. And now I definitely need to read the book. Yeah. So read the book, pick it up. We can do a little book club and talk about it to our our fed family on a future episode. Sounds good. Yes. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and we hope you stay toxic free. (laughs) Stay toxic (laughs) free, my friends. (laughs) Yes. Stay toxic free, my friends. And we will see you guys next week. See you next time. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.